Hello, everybody. I am Gary Ackerman, the director of the Teaching and Learning Innovation Center here at Greenfield Community College, and I have a guest with me today who will introduce himself. Hello, I'm Jeffrey Galbraith, and I teach in the business division here at GCC. It's great. Welcome to, to our, our episode, or this episode of our podcast, Jeff. Well, Gary, it's great to be here, and thank you for thinking of me. I always think of you when we think of intelligence, Jeff. Um, but of course, today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence, uh, specifically the generative AI that we've all been hearing so much about. And I know, Jeff, you've been using it in your business classes. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you've done and how you've incorporated it into your, your course projects? Yes. So uh, the first thing I always do when I have a class is I try to introduce them to AI and say, here's where you can use it. Here's where you can't use it. And I have my Moodle policy, and it lays out everything for them. And then I, I kind of next review tools that they could use. And we know there are a lot of tools out there. So they could use ChatGPT4 if they want to pay for it. They could they could go to Copilot, which is now free, I point out, and that gives them access to ChatGPT4. Uh, they could go to um, Google, which used to be Bard, which is now Gemini, which is really raised right up. And for our students, because they're on the Google platform, I kind of encourage them to go that way, and it is a, a very powerful program. So after I kind of do all that, I, I tell them that, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with these AI programs. So I just give them a little thing. I could say, would you like to learn a new skill or would you would you like to come up with a, a new hobby? Well, there's a chance of it. Or would you like to uh, write uh, a nice thank you note? Okay. Or if you're saying, I'm really down in the dumps and I'm lazy, do you have any suggestions, right? And, or I want to go on a diet, you know, what can I do there? Or I want to work out, you know, or give me a reading list or tell me some poems that I ought to read. I, I sort of show them some of these kind of things before we go any further. And then what I do is I set up for each of my courses uh, an optional AI activity that happens for each chapter that we do. And I say, these are ways in which you can kind of learn the ropes. And, and I've say, I say, I'm here to help you. But I've discovered that a lot of students that I have have not yet really tried this out. I think as we go further, it'll be like in the days where few people were doing the Internet. And then all of a sudden, well, that's, you know, passe. So right now we're at that cutting edge. Then, then I explain okay, here's a prompt, and, and here's what a good prompt, and I give them examples, but I say, you know, a really good prompt ought to really say, you know, who are you, you know, and what is your goal? Uh, what is the context in which you're asking this question? And what are you looking for for some kind of output? I give them a kind of a generic thing in which they, they can read. Now, I'll give you some examples now. So in my Concepts of Accounting course, uh, I have an optional activity in which I say, yeah, to, to write a prompt asking for the use and criticism of something called EBITDA. You know, what is that and why is that often criticized? Okay, and come back with kind of an answer. Or why do bond prices move inversely to the rates? You know, just put it in there and, you know, kind of get an answer. Or this is one that I think is fun. In the book, there are some worked out problems where the whole thing is worked out. I say, well, now, why don't you take that? 
and give them the problem and see if they come back with the same solution. So then you can begin to understand things about AI that sometimes it can hallucinate. It can not do a good job on numbers sometimes. And uh, sometimes it just it gets lazy even. Uh, and, and what are you doing? You know, you have to kind of, it's okay to re push it. You can reprompt and push it, you see. Uh, and then I say, and this is for all my courses, use AI as your study buddy or as a tutor, okay? So you can say, I'm, I'm working on a concept here in accounting. I'm trying to do cash flow analysis. I'm not sure I understand it. Uh, I wonder whether you might be able to give me some pointers and then give me some questions to answer, sort of a test. And then you put the answers in, and then you say, okay, uh, how did I do, and, and what, what could I change? And the same thing could be done, too. You know, you could uh, write a, a report of some kind in response to uh, a question and see, how did I do? So I think the study buddy thing is, is really important. Now, when I come to my management accounting class, you know, I, I do the same kind of thing. I ask these questions, like, for example, one of the optional ones is, explain the differences between traditional ABC and time-based ABC. Explain the advantages and the disadvantages of both. One of the neat things I found is, you know, you can, you can get the AI to offer you both sides, disadvantages and advantages, or if you write something, you could say, now criticize it. Offer the, and learn, and particularly in the law course, offer, offer the other point of view, the other side of that. So in business law, I, I, I found a number of really great cases, and I say, okay, here's the case. Now, this works better for ChatGPT4 because it can read on a link. You can hyperlink, but otherwise you could, you have to print out the, the small the case summary, which can be quite large. But anyway, here's a case what was happening, give a good summary of it. And it's a, it's a way of learning about something. So that's an example that I use there. Now, in my management class, there's a little more activity using uh, the AI because I, I asked them, I want you to use this. And here's an example. In the very first uh, unit, uh, we form our teams. And I say, okay, I want you to use AI. I want you to introduce yourselves to AI. Say, you're, you know, your community college students, here are your names, here are your interests, a bunch of things like that. And I want you to suggest some names for our team. And then, it, you know, it, it puts it. Then after that, I want to say, now I want you to go in and I want you to create a logo. So I have it create a logo to match the team. Now, one of the funny ones we got uh, a few weeks ago was the four gorillas. Somehow that's what came up. And, and then, of course, it created the logo with the four gorillas, you know. So that was kind of a fun thing. Were the, were the gorillas doing accounting? That's the important question. No, but, I, you know, last year I did a very simple thing for the class last academic year when it sort of first came out because in my class I often offer them a crickets and ants to eat. So uh, I, I had a, an image created of a, a series of ants teaching accounting. And the other day I did one because Linda Kavanaugh, Linda, uh, not Kavanaugh, but Linda McCarthy. McCarthy, thank you, Linda. Don't hear this. <laughs> Linda McCarthy. We'll edit that out. Uh, uh, Linda McCarthy likes cats, so I did one of a, a cat teaching uh, sociology. So <laughs> anyway, so um, in the uh, management uh, class, then beyond using it to come up with a name and logo, they have to analyze companies. And 
So I had them doing research. For example, I will say, uh, your company is Crocs, okay? And part of the analysis you're going to do is Porter's five-force model. And in the old days, you'd basically go with the Internet and do the... So I say, this time, I want you to give a prompt on using the five-force model for Crocs, but I want to know, and I always say this, whenever you submit anything, i got to have your prompts, your reprompts, and I want to know the sources, okay, uh, where this came from, because I don't want you just simply to say, oh, here's what I got, I'm going to paste it in. I, I want your reaction to it. What did you learn? I always say, what did you learn from this? You know, so this kind of engagement, okay? Um, and then I give them um, some optional prompts, like here's one. Uh, explain how Abraham Lincoln used administrative and human relations management as president. And just see, whoa, wow, see what I get. Uh, or explain how a team works when performing open-heart surgery. So most people wouldn't have any idea what's involved there. But boy, once they do, they get a, a, you know, a much better idea of um, the nature of, of teamwork and so forth. Or here's one, because when we talk about organizational design, I like talking about aircraft carriers. And so I say, explain the process of taking off and landing a jet on an aircraft carrier. You know, so that's uh, some, these are some of the things that, that, that I do. Uh, and at this point, in terms of the optional assignments, perhaps it's because they're optional. Very few people take me up on it. <laughs> so a few people do. They say, oh, I, I want to do this, and I get, you know, and, and they're really into it, but a lot of people, you know, are not. However, I'm beginning to get the suspicion that it's working in terms of my familiarizing the students with it because it's not that I'm thinking people are cheating, but I'm thinking that they may be using it to help them uh, with some of their, because sometimes their answers reflect things, you know, wow, where do they get that, you know? And I have had times where people really put something in that clearly was not there. I mean, I could say, and, and I don't get upset about it. I just simply say, well, now let me, let me ask you, is this your work? And they're very honest about it. I say, well, now let's talk about how we can do this in the future, you know. And if you are going to use AI again, I want to know that you used it. I want to know your prompts. I want to know your reprompts. And I always like to get you know, uh, information about, you know, your uh, sources. And uh, asking AI to give you sources, you know, and by the way, I found that uh, Gemini is really good at that. You know, give me the sources. Or you could say, I I'm studying strategic planning. Uh, give me five great articles. Or I'm, I'm going to study something. Give me some books to read. You know, just trying to have them. And the only way to really learn it is just to, Dash forward, try it, and I say, I'm here to help you. I'm not an expert, but I've done a lot of this. It's really interesting to hear you talk about, you know, wanting students to be transparent about it. Transparency is very, very important. I, I wonder, do, do you, as, a, as an instructor, do you learn anything about AI and how to interact with it by after looking at their prompts and their reprompts they've done? Yeah, at this point... It hasn't gone that far yet. It's gotcha. more like, okay, document your work, and I can give you some reactions to what I see and so forth. But we're really at the beginning of this whole thing, and I think in another year when I'm doing these things, it may be a very different kind of thing. But as I say, it's just like when the Internet first came out, I recall I had Internet assignments, and my students were, 
I don't even know how to turn it on. You know, how to, how, what is, they were just like, you know, oh. It, it, it seems though that you are, you're being proactive there because as I heard you describing the things that you do, you know, you start off early on with, you know, and, and you give them guidance. Here are some things that you can do with it. Here are some things that I, you can't do. So giving them, them some right. expectations and some boundaries so that they know where they are, um, which I think would be helpful for students. But then just giving them some time to play, you know. Play. And just, you know, low stake in, in education terms, we talk about low stakes assessment. Just go and learn how to do this. I mean, I know when, way back in the day when I taught math, it was like, all right, let's do some really simple things with the graphing calculators. There's so many buttons that just getting comfortable with that technology is a really important thing that I think we need to do as educators, right? I yes. Mean, we can't just let them go willy-nilly because who knows where they're going to go. So being, you know, that that structure that I see you d- talking about, you know, and, and then getting more and more, allowing students to use it and modeling more uh, more activities and it's it's becoming a more important part of what they do uh, as they work through your course. I, I would assume that, that some of your students have been in your class two or three semesters maybe? Uh, yes, they don't get out of here without having a lot. <laughs> you know, they usually have three accounting courses and a management course and then a lot of them the law course and so the, they're getting a lot of exposure to the you know, to, and the AI. And, and I will say it's obviously easier when I have them in person to coach them because I have a, I can walk around to their and say, well, want to try this or let's try this. And again, I want them to see that it's more than just simply an academic use, that they can use this in their own personal life. You know, for example, you know, I, I'm going to, I need to come up with a menu for five people that I'm coming over for a meal, and and I and and some of them have this problem, some have the. What would you recommend? You know, trying to have them understand that it expands into all of life, and I'm you know it's going to really make a difference for them. It makes it a lot easier than just simply doing a web search. You know that you know. So you you just said it's easier to do this in person. So all of your do you teach in a computer room or do your students bring devices with them? So I do both. So okay. when I'm in the accounting class that's in person, I'm in a, a computer room. Uh, otherwise, in the management class, they're on their laptops. So I can you know go back and forth. And a lot of people, even in the computer room, bring their laptops, which is always confusing because I always grab the mouse, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, so, Jeff, I was really interested to hear the this idea of a study buddy, you know, and the, the fact that the the generative AI can be something mm. of a tutor when oh. you're not around. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, are there any other situations or examples when you've used that really successfully? Well, last semester, I because I have ethics cases for every uh, chapter again, so. I, I do say, I hear, here's an ethics case. Why don't you send the ethics case off and you then send your responses off and then get some responses back and, and ask it to coach you and say, well, did you think about this? And so that's been, you know, one way I, I use it. And uh, this semester, again, I'm using it to say, if there's a thing about management or a thing about accounting that you want to pursue more of or a thing about law, you know, just ask the questions and say, I really need to help. I want to learn this, and I need some help in learning it. And one of the tips I give them, too, is to always say, uh, suggest that you are a ninth grader, you know, because that way you're going to get back a response that maybe you can start, 
getting your hands around. But if you say, you know, I'm a junior in college, you're liable to get an answer that is way beyond what you really want. So if you start at ninth grade, then you can move up. So I always say, you know, set it like, you know, I tell them that when I try to want to understand anything about physics, I'm a sixth grader. So it really helps, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I know when we when we think about the brain and how people learn, just mm. having alternative explanations helps as well. So if there is a case that, that they, they read it in the textbook and then hear about it from you or their classmates and then hear about it from AI, that's just introducing that same material in one other way. And um, then what you would do is when you prompt it, you just tell them about yourself. You said, you know, I, I'm, I have dyslexia or I have ADHD or, you know, I, I prefer to have things visual or, you know, let them know as much about you as possible. And that helps then get you the answer that's for you. Yeah. 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 That, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, the, the, the question that everyone wants to know, too, and I know in, in my teaching, I frequently will encounter things because I, I include cases and ethics problems and things like that in my courses when I'm helping students to become, you know, IT professionals. Um, you know, how, how do you deal with it when there's some, some content that you're pretty certain has come exclusively from AI? I mean, typically I will ask students to reword it you know, so that they, so I'm getting a different voice. Um, do yeah. you deal with that? I mean, can you talk a little bit about Since that? Since it's only happened a couple of times, yeah. I just simply said, okay, now take this and put it in your own words. Right. So just, just yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so take what they've taught you and now, now you put it kind of like in your own words. It's just like when, when the other day in class, somebody said, well, should we quote the book? I said, no, you don't quote the book. You put, what you read in the book in your own words. And so I would do the same thing. It's like, yes, I can quote the book. I want to know whether you've processed things. It's a, to me, one of the biggest things in education is reflection. Can you reflect on things? So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's an important part of what we do as educators, too, you know, to, to help students understand that, you know, the existence of the memo in which you explain something, you know, in a business, that, that that's not important, right? I mean, yes, that's a product that shows you're learning, but the, that, that product is less important than the process you went through in order to generate that. The word is process. Yes, right. exactly. Right, Gary. Yes. Thank you for the, the last few minutes. That was a really wonderful discussion, and I um, look forward to hearing more about your, your use of AI. Well, thank you again for having me, Gary. It's been a pleasure.